0: hello hello hello! welcome to kisses and cry naomi here and i am having my first interview with my girlfriend from high school i'm gonna let her introduce herself and um yeah so take it away hello everyone my name is megan carter i
1: am a 24 year old who was born and raised in california I oh, see you Ooh. las vegas <laughs> yes.
0: yes give a little background on like where we met each other and where we came from. Like Yeah,
1: we met in high school. It was actually in cheer tryouts, Pep Squad tryouts. It was right before high school started and we both were trying out for Pep Squad and we just like clicked right away. And we we both have these like bubbly personalities and you know, like attracts like so we're, <laughs> you know, in each other's life and we got to know each other like really quick and we were both just starting our journey into high school, so. It was
0: yeah, fun. you were, like, the popular cute girl, and I was just, like, who is this girl? Like, I want to be her friend, and everyone was just, like, wanting to be friends with each other. Yeah, yeah. I was, like, who knows who we're gonna end up with. <laughs> yeah, and we got so lucky to have that first class together. I don't know what it was, an English class, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I
1: think we just both got to know each other, like, really quick, really well, really fast, and I think You know, that's the perfect way to start high school is meeting a new friend like that and,
0: like, going through the journey together. Yeah, because, I mean, I was a new kid on the block, you know, and so, like – Having you in my class was just, like, exhilarating. I was like, yes, yes, yes. This is my ticket. I'm going to have a friend. Like, I didn't even, like, ask you, like, if we could be friends. <laughs> I was literally, like, following you around. I was like, hey, what are we doing? Like, how's life? Like, give me your background story. Yeah. Um, but, like, listen, guys. Like, this girl, she has, like, an incredible personality, and story. Like, everyone has their own story. But this girl, she just, like, knocks off class with a maturity that just elevates people. When she inserts the room. Like everyone always sees her, her light, her shine, like the boys always wanted her. And I just like, I was like, what is this drama? Like, where is she from? And her story fascinates me because she was in a particularly fascinating family that just brought interest to what a normal dynamic of a family might be like. And So, Megan, she comes from an adopted family, and she was a great example of breaking a cycle of what might be violence more commonly found in adopted children. So, there are eight, no, seven steps of the effects of domestic violence on children, and I'm going to read them off. But the first one is abusive behavior. Since research has indicated that violent behavior is learned, the child tends to mold or identify with the parent's violent behavior to resolve conflicts. Now, Megan isn't violent, but she always pushed further to be the better person. And I loved that. She didn't have step number two either, nor... Any of the steps, really, but aggressive behavior is step two. Again, children clearly learn that hitting, kicking, throwing objects, etc. are effective and acceptable behaviors to resolve conflict. Girls tend to use indirect or passive aggression to meet their goals or to turn aggression inward toward themselves. I mean, Megan might have been more aggressive. Passive-aggressive in some things, rather than another family member or person she knew in the adopted care. But um, with step three, passiveness withdraws behavior. So this means that in what may be a violent or unstable home, is that it's not a place um, to build healthy relationships and security, but a place. Of unpredictable danger now Megan was adopted so surely she wasn't a passive child or as extremely difficult to assert with her needs Um, she was my best friend and she always chose to cope with the violence or drama or whatever that was going on in our school um, with calmness and the danger in a passive behavior is in the child, even though um, you might not see it, but it's um, a danger because you can become an adult and it can cause schizophrenia, for instance, if you don't know how to handle your behaviors. But I remember Megan telling me a story once that she was really depressed, but she overcame it and she continues to assume that her role is not the victim. It's interpersonal relationships um, that she really frees herself from. So, step four is emotional difficulties. A lower weakened self-esteem is oftentimes experienced by a child from a violent home. The child has an inability to voice good things about himself or herself, and minimal social interactions are often observed by a parent and or teacher weakened Feelings about their selves may translate into a suicidal thoughts and attempts, but Megan was always super bubbly and never had those minimal social interactions, so super proud of my girl. And step five is role reversal. So role reversal, oftentimes in a violent family, the child may assume the responsibility of stopping or preventing the violence. From occurring between his or her parents. To accomplish this task, the child attempts to take care of her or his parents, such as assuming their household task or assuming a caretaker role with his or her siblings. The major disadvantage of role reversal is that the child usually feels guilty and inadequate, thus weakening the self-concept. Now, this is actually common in many households And I remember sometimes, I even felt this way, but Megan would encourage me and help me remember um, that I should just be myself. I was a kid and I was a young adult and I could be happy. But we should all be happy anyways, even as adults. Um, But step six is chemical dependency. And it's the use and or misuse of alcohol and or drugs, maybe a vehicle of escape for the child or adolescents victimized by violence children and adolescents may also identify with their parents misuse of alcohol and or drugs the value of misusing is learned to avoid problems and escape from the world around them now last but not least social problems there is a correlation between a child's experience of a violent home life in his or her behaviors at school. These behaviors may include academic underachievement, difficulty in concentrating, fights with peers, and truancy. The school truancy can be generalized into running away from home or being afraid to go home because of the unpredictableness there i'm um, like i had a, a little country we all got to keep it a little country right but i was like major country and she was like my stylist like I just was like the one I think just to try and like talk and just like be that peppy dancer, not knowing if I wanted to do dance or cheerleading and Megan, she loved dance and I love dance and you know, we're doing the pep squad and I didn't know what the difference was or like if it was all the same thing, cause it was all like summer camp tracks we had to memorize for like the pep rally and I'm sure some of you guys would, um, uh, know about that but anyways let me get bring it back to megan here i want you to be able to just open share like an open book you know how you became you and how you want to prosper in your life
1: yeah well just to touch on what you said about my personality I think your personality was so amazing and like who you are as a person is so amazing. So like, I was always like trying to be that best version of myself around you. And I think we really brought it out to each other, but then it was just like, that's who we were too. Yeah. So,
0: I think we have a lot in common. We oh, have, there's like so many The guys are like short, like having a gross spurt when we first came in. I always knew like I liked like a tall skinny guy and I was just like, oh, about boys, love talking about boys. <laughs> like, I don't even know, like we were just starting school and I, you were just always so intelligent and like I just always looked up to you like an example and like how to be like, I just didn't talk as much as I think I do now. I mean, I have a podcast now. Like this is a first episode and people might think like I'm mean doing this, but I and you and like people we've grown up with are just like open books and enjoy living in the moment and just have goals in mind. And I feel like you've been such a hard worker. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm just like, you did it all and you your mental health was just so well put together that, I just really, really wanted you to co-host with me today and just um, discuss, like, how you really became you. Like, what's your secret? Like, I know yesterday when we went surfing, you mentioned a little bit about having, like, depressed friends, and, like, that's how, like, I mean, I had depressed friends, but I was always a worrier. I didn't know, like, how to get out of that funk. And you just always were so quick and chase about like being witty and almost sparky too. You always kind of like surprised people. I think some of the girls in our high school were hard, but I mean, that was a good lesson for us to learn. I mean, I feel like girls teach guys in a relationship, like how a relationship should really be. And you knew, like, how you wanted your boyfriends. You would get, like, <laughs> boyfriends, like, left and right. And I was oh like, is gosh. it because she grew up with them? Like, what? <laughs> I'm so jello right now. Like, give me some love. Like, share the spill. What is the deeds on dit, dot dough? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: I mean, I grew up in the foster care system. I was always moving around. So were you. I remember right. that's one of the things we bonded on. Mm-hmm. And I think – from a very, very young age, I just always wanted to be the best version of myself. And I knew I had to do whatever it took to be that best version. Okay.
0: Yeah. So there was a foster, uh, care near us, our high school. Uh So like in my community, there's like foster kids where people literally with my neighbors would take turns taking in foster kids. Uh And one of my boyfriends, he was in a foster kid. And I just like, I got nervous. Like, if i ever wanted to adopt a kid like i don't have an inverted cervix or anything but like what if i can not have kids or like you know um there's a lot of doubts you don't know like what your future is going to be like when we're you know looking back as mm-hmm. as teenagers like <laughs> where is you know our life gonna be and how are we gonna organize it so yeah. What I'm saying is that, like, yeah, I was afraid to even adopt a kid. Like, I was worried, like, oh, my gosh, people are just so different. I worry all the time. But you were, like, one of the strongholds that I would say, like, who you were and, like, Mm -hmm. your independence. You're so strong. And I loved going to your home and, like, being with your relatives. I mean, it wasn't, like, maybe the hard – maybe, I don't know if – or no it wasn't the worst situation Uh, no like i don't know like you had your family and like they were always so loving it's just you wanted to oh my gosh there's dogs in the background (laughs) anyways um (laughs) to go off what you were saying
1: so i was in the foster care system when i was like
0: three to four years old
1: until i was like 11 or 12 and that's when i was adopted when i was 12 which is actually kind of later for most children so i think being in the foster care system for so long, being back and forth with my parents, seeing my older brother go through like everything he did and my younger brother, how he um, reacted to it all. I think that really set me up to be the person I am today. And you know, it could go like many ways, but some part of my personality I think caught on to, you know, seeing the position that my parents were in and all of them and not wanting that to happen to me and always wanting to be the best version of myself. So when I was 12, I was adopted and that Mm. situation completely changed my life. And I think, you know, when I was in high school and I had friends over nobody really understood or knew like what I had gone through because my life had changed so drastically and I'm so lucky for that. But I do think all of the, I guess, trauma is like what has made me who I am today
0: and yeah like those guys are like what like yeah like who you are today okay so like um I know like you would expound like how like maybe your like brother might react to certain ways because he didn't feel like he has attention like I know yeah. for me like being critical in my family helped shape who I was like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there was like boys in my neighborhood but I just didn't always fit in so it made me like really like straighten to a point where I'm like okay I guess there's like a divide I'm attracted to people but Mentally, we all grow in a certain way where maybe you weren't criticized, but maybe you felt like lost and you just knew you wanted to be strong.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So I'm just, I'm like thinking, okay, so like what seeing your brother was like one example of like how you saw you wanted to kind of help people. And, um, and then like you would maybe like get frustrated. I know like me and you would talk about like how we didn't want to like almost be a leader or like I, we didn't know how to be a leader, but we were our best leader. We are, I feel like, natural-born leaders, and so we just need to accept that, and we just did, and we knew we were pointed out a lot in the crowds. Like, I knew when I became your friend, and like, with Ella, even Nicole, and like, just everyone, I did feel like, well, I was the new kid, but I didn't really know much, but I just knew, like, we definitely did get attention. I didn't know if it was like, because we were cheerleaders, or Mm -hmm. You know, if it was because people knew us in a different way or just wanted to, like – because there are so many amazing people at our school, you know. Um, But it was a little bit segregated at our school. A Lovely school. Great school. Best tested school in the area. That's why I went there. <laughs> um But, yeah, at the time, there was just, like, a lot of rumors from, like, older kids. And we were from the beach in California. And there's just, like – it's different.
1: Yeah, you know? I think – with that attention you have to realize like you need to do like the right thing and you like need to really think about like the path that you want to go in and the path that you want it to set and like for the longest time i was like go with the flow and i didn't really like process or comprehend like everything that i was going through as a child so like you said like as A person who's had a lot of friends who have dealt with like mental health issues, I really felt like I needed to be there for them. And like with my family as well. So I think that's what helped me actually choose like the career path I wanted to go into, you know, I felt like, yeah, why are all these people in my life suffering, I want to be the one to like, help and, you know, to help change the world too because yeah
0: people so know megan. you oh. yeah people know you for that like people know megan for like wanting to make the world better but like if you get a lot closer and ask like what exactly do you mean right like i remember you first told me you know that you wanted to help people like just have a better um health mm-hmm. with actual organisms be not smoke or like just rehab issues like you wanted to be like in that social work you know not so much communications but more like psychiatric um there's like public health now. I mean, there's so many leads with that, and I know we were both just gonna like do community college, yeah. and like we thought like, okay, we're gonna like go to Oregon State or cool like California school, you know? Yeah. And um, life um, hit us, and I ended up actually going to a different school um, my senior year. But yeah, my uh, I know. <laughs> me. I know. I mean, we're still friends, hey? But yeah, like. I mean, we stayed in communication. It's just, I mean, we've both come so long and so successful. You're about a year ahead of me because I actually uh, went on a service mission and I served, you know, like Christ like works and taught about Christ like love. And I just wanted to teach, you know others and how to invite others to come to Christ. Um, you, you just started community college and I was like, okay, well, where are you at now? And you're like graduated with your bachelor's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is it that you're in again? Sociology. Sociology. Perfect. Yeah. There's like a lot of writing in there. So you really mm-hmm. like know how to communicate your words, Thank right? <laughs> I, I try. <laughs> it's been
1: definitely like a process. Cause like I always felt like I had all these emotions and feelings And I wanted to be able to express them in the right way. And honestly, like, getting through college, I feel like, has really helped my development in that area, you know? Mm -hmm. And I actually, it's funny because I started off as a psychology major because, you know, I was so interested in that. And then I graduated with sociology, but now it looks like you're the one who's interested in
0: psychology. Yeah, it's my uh, minor. Yes, I'm doing public health as my major. Good point to bring up but it's very relative. I mean, it's not so much public relations, but like, there's so many things we can go into. We are Mm -hmm. both interested in actual occupational therapy. I don't know if I could do it. Honestly, I get so distracted with life. I just like love people so much. And I just love talking. That's why I started this podcast. Like, I'm just taking baby steps. I mean, we all are, right? Yeah.
1: Well, you said that I'm a year ahead of you. But to be honest, we're everyone's on their own path you know yeah and
0: like,
1: you yeah. say you're maybe you're a year behind <laughs> but so look what you like did with you know with yeah me. so no yeah it's all about experience too you know so like it's not like about like, where you have to be at a certain time, but, like, the experience that you're getting. Well said. Beautiful, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, oh, my gosh, yeah, I get, honestly, a little embarrassed sometimes, like, oh, I'm not good enough, or I look at myself in the mirror, and, like, who is this chick looking at me, you know, like, oh, look gorgeous, like, oh, baby, baby, but, like, (laughs) no, seriously, like, I, we all just want to be successful, we all, it's, like, why did we quit dancing? I mean, we didn't really quit dancing, it's just, like, we, I, I don't know my heart was broken when someone told me like, oh, it doesn't make enough money, you know like yeah. you can have like four daughters maybe make it a good business if you're like mm-hmm. they're all like in way everyone's into the same thing in a family, but not yeah. every bunch is like that.
1: Well, I think it's just like life took us both in different directions than that, Mm -hmm. which is okay because those are the things that we enjoy, but maybe we are supposed to be doing something else, you know, like our divine, you know, where we're supposed to end up, who we're supposed to help, what our life is supposed to look like. And maybe if we went the route of dancing, our life wouldn't look exactly the same as it is today.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I grew up going to the LDS church And but like, I mean, I know you're Christian, but you speak of like Christianity so well sometimes. I'm just like, I don't know. How do you know more? It's like you just like phrase a scripture that's like how we're supposed to put like God before anything of our hands or feet that we make or do as men. Like, I don't know what the exact scripture is, but I know it's like in the Bible somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's many references to that. And so like you said, like, yeah, maybe we just enjoy like hobbies or activities like dancing but maybe it's just not an absolute um prerogative. For yeah, us. like
1: not the main focus of our life, you know. As
0: like great as it would be to be
1: like this famous dancer who is on tour with all these like singers and celebrities. Like I feel like my reach is much more
0: not britney spears (laughs) (laughs) you're just like britney spears you look exactly like britney spears just like with a spray tan that's real you know (laughs) it's it's crazy yeah people like literally walk through high school and be like is that your best friend britney spears i'm like what actually it's so funny that you
1: said that because
0: i was working at
1: the cheesecake factory a few years ago and there were these people that were like can we take a picture with you you look just like Britney Spears. And I was like, you <laughs> really think so? I'm like, I guess you can yeah. Oh too. my
0: gosh. That was like our pop star, like years when mm. you and Elle like got into like country dancing <laughs> and then, like, it's, or like, yeah, like I loved like that, like, what was that country song dance we did? It was like country girls, give it to me now. What was that country girl? It was like, Brian, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Not Rachel just girl saying whatever his name Richard. He is such a good artist, by the way. Just a shout out. No, but yeah, that was like my favorite dance we did oh my gosh I was like man I am a little country just got making kind of just taught me keep it a little country and like (laughs) pump it up (laughs) and we would both get shy a little bit but she would like put me in check be like Naomi don't be weird and I'm like no I love being dorky crazy and funny and spunky and like I thought I was and then here she comes around oh my gosh all that well
1: you just
0: are so like elevated in your like intelligence like socially <laughs> I just like I was like oh a little duck and you're like <laughs> a little bird like i oh, fun of us now <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah people loved us like I don't think we always felt loved but like it's important to share the love right yeah. like yes we I feel like we shouldn't like be depressed in like high school crowds like we should definitely like you know talk about like don't ever stop your dream. Like maybe you yeah. want to be a dancer guy. So like more yeah. your best friend, you know? Like- if
1: if that's a lie for you, go for it. I feel like for me personally, I feel like I need to help people more in away with like their health and like well being. But, like, if you want to be a dancer, go be a dancer. Oh, yeah. you know? it's n- there's nothing against that. It's just, like, a personal thing, you know? Like, you have to figure out what the right thing for you is.
0: Yeah, if it can help someone. I mean, maybe, you, like, can help someone, for instance, in an autism group. Like, they don't have to be completely, like, speechless or, like, not be able to communicate like a normal person. But there are levels of autism. And it's just so interesting that in psychology and in college that, like, We've been just learning, you know, I mean, there's like triggers for people and dance could bring out the positive, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's just, I mean, dance came out of language. Yeah, you could be you a know? dance teacher. Oh, I mean, like, teach like, something the, in, like the... Hawaiian?
1: <laughs> um, maybe not like the dancer that's on tour, but like the dance teacher who brings so much like joy and happiness into people's lives and something that.
0: Now, screw that. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I want to be famous. <laughs> no, oh, Yeah, like, I just like. It's not about being famous. Like, yeah. I would be so hard to be famous. I mean, I wouldn't honestly, like, mind it so much. But, like, considering that, like, my family is pretty conservative, it would be pretty hard, like, mentally. Like, I, I've gone through psychiatric tests. It's, like, $7,000. And, like, people wait years in college to do it and, like, don't yeah. figure it out when they're a child. Like I am like borderline with like different disorders, but I'm not like personalized in anything. Like I don't take any medications for my health. I've just had a lot of negativity and criticism in my life just to try and make me a better person because people cared for me so much that it kind of just confused me. Like I never really felt lost until people kept just feeding me different directions, you know? And I just wanted to be the best person and, you know, Logically, it just came to a point where it was like, I've, I'm i an adult, I'm mature enough now, like, I have my friends, like, I just, why worry about being codependent, really, yeah. to somebody else's opinion? Uh, yeah,
1: no, that's a good point, and I think growing up, that was something that was difficult for me, too. I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, and, you know, that's okay as a young person to not know what you want to do, but I felt like, almost dragged in all these different directions of like oh I want to do fashion I want to do singing I want to be in, in environmental studies psychology sociology you know yeah and now like super. occupational therapy which mm-hmm. I'm glad I found that mm-hmm. um but if I hadn't found that then I probably would have been still like chasing around different jobs mm-hmm. but I think yeah um, what I'm trying to say is like I think the important thing is to listen to yourself and to get to know yourself because when you add those outside voices and like everyone's like voice is like this weight on your shoulders and this pressure. Like it it's so confusing and like you really need to get to know yourself and what you like and how you think you can add to this world and what you think you want to do, you know? Yeah.
0: And like I do think actions speak louder than words. Um and so yeah, I mean maybe you've just gone through something painful where like it's hard not to be like monogamous or have personal like people in your lives and where Mm -hmm. you want to like we are all friends. I think we should all be neighbors. You know, I've just noticed, like, the more we connect religion and, you know, careers together as a communication, as, like, something we can all, like, work in a system, it really just builds everyone else's friendship basis. Like, it makes you a better husband. I think it'd make you a better wife or a girlfriend or aunt or sister or cousin, whatever your position is, like, um... You know, I just really think that there is an opportunity here where we can talk together and, like, talk about how our lives haven't been easy and, like, we haven't had necessarily support from our family to pay for rent and go to school, you know, like a lot of kids have, you know. Um, We definitely do get help a little bit from families, but it is possible to go to school and work, you know. So it's not about the race or winning first it's about getting a good education yeah you know like I had tried medications that were like completely changing my personality it was insane like maybe that's a talk for another time but my (laughs) eyes go completely like bipolar and green and it was not even my color anymore and it was like Am I changing oh, geez, like, person? yeah, like, I was just, like, the works and the wonders of this world, and who I can be, or who, I, I just want to be myself, mm-hmm. I don't want to change, And you that's know? all you
1: need to be, is yeah. yourself, you know? Like, change
0: is hard, I don't change know how much different. I believe in the change, but to believe in growing, and being yeah. yourself, or yeah. believing in others, so. Yeah, no, I agree. That's um, why I look up to you so much, <laughs> like, I inspire you, because you've honestly probably, like, worked for yourself more than i might have appreciated my own family or been grateful for my own family you know
1: yeah i I know i talked about how like people in my life have had mental health issues and i like i do believe that maybe i do as well i feel like i'm at maybe more of an advantage for your mental health yeah like maybe i can or, um I'm, balance it a little bit better than, well, not better, but in a different way than some people have. And
0: I, I do think everyone should. Brain focus. health. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, not mental health. Like, mental health is actual disease, right? Yeah. And so, I actually wrote about that on my blog, if you guys follow me, maybe. Yeah. But, that, but it's, this is a difficult conversation. Yeah. It's like, but I'm just saying like, yeah, make is just like overall, like a well-rounded person. And like, she has a pitch and she's not a quitter. And like, she's girly and bubbly and like, totally wife her up. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, um, yeah, it's just ring-a-ding-ding. Like. You're so funny. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, we have like a couple minutes left just let's we're gonna go surfing and have some fun today or like go shopping or go to a fair or the oh, what is it called <laughs> oc fair. <laughs> fair yeah time, okay. yeah we we'll go to like 17th street or newport i don't know i just want to like kind of wrap it up and just like yeah. but no, leave it to you like the last couple minutes just be like what is like this actual like ultimate secret i guess like now <laughs> that people know you a little bit yeah. better um, i think For me, it was really difficult
1: because I didn't realize the lack of support that I had because Mm -hmm. I would always just, like, go through the motions of getting things done. And, like, obviously I have support from friends and, like, the, like, emotional support. But, like, college was, like, all on my own. I had to move out at a very young age, work, like, 35, 40 hours a week, and i barely had like a social life just to be able to like kind of survive and get through so how uh, did you cope though yeah because you always hope so that's what i mean is like i don't know i don't know how i was just so caught up in everything Mm -hmm. and maybe one day it'll come and
0: (laughs) haunt me it's probably my brain out
1: i'll have to like deal with it one day but for now like i'm kind of just i'm trying to survive and I probably at some point should see like a therapist, There's, but I've okay. been just yeah. I've been just trying to be like the best version of myself constantly, and I feel like it leads me to the direction that I've like I continuously want to be going in, you know, and yeah.
0: not break any rules. Yeah, be careful, be clean, chic, slender.
1: What I don't you know, know like, like when not... I communicate with like my family and my mm. friends, like on a on a daily weekly basis good good you know and I'm I don't know I think it it's just living in California and going through like I said the foster care system everything happened at this time all of it happened in the right time to get me through what I needed to go through so I'm not sure if there's like a secret recipe for it all but I think it's just Having friends and family who were there emotionally for me.
0: You honored them.
1: Yeah. And like, I want, I, not only for me, I don't want to be the best version of myself for me, but like for everyone around me, because I think wow. that they deserve that
0: too, you know? Yeah, that's a huge responsibility, though. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you always say how you want to make the world a better place, but I feel like you are making your world better Thank because you. you are doing so well carrying yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, okay, well, we will wrap up. Thank you guys for listening, and tune in next time. We'll be here back at you again. Bye, guys. Love you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bye-bye.